Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Your Money, Your Life podcast, episode 188 of the podcast, where each week we dive into personal finance news, current events, and other topics. Before we get into the podcast, make sure wherever you're listening, watching, like, subscribe, five-star, rate, and review the podcast, because uh, so we can keep giving this to you live every week. Make sure you share it as well with friends and family. We will dive right in to our podcast and we're going to first touch on the market update of the week so so far um it's been a little bit of a, a, a it's pretty, pretty much been flat it's been not exciting um the, the big thing we're seeing is oil prices start to go up um, which sometimes can cause a retreat in equities meaning stocks um, but you're seeing a little bit of a slight pullback in growth and different other equities um, across the board. Apple shares dropped um, and different other companies that reported as well. So, you know, again, treasury yields are, are starting to, to rise. Investors are starting to get worried about what the Fed will do with the most recent economic data. Um, and, you know, we're more likely, we're saying in this next meeting, that there will be a pause in the interest rate hikes that have been going on. So there's a 93% chance right now that traders foresee for no change at the next Fed federal open market committee meeting. Expectations of an additional interest rate hike at the November meeting rose about 40%. Um, so that's the big move um, right now. Again, it's been roughly quiet this week. I'm back from vacation. Um, Tanner, rested um you know so we're back at it of course but quiet quiet week and if you look in the week move as far as the markets down about three-fourths of a percent um over the past month roughly flat down about half a percent um but six months you see that 14 percent gain and in the year to date from the beginning of the year you see that 16 percent gain in the general s p um broader s p market so um, that's what we're tracking so far. Again, it's really been a quiet summer, usually quieter in the summer. We're getting into the last quarter of the year where there'll be a little bit more excitement, I presume. So let's, with that, let's dive into current news and events of the week. Delta Airlines is teaming up with Tom Brady. So, of course, we know who Tom Brady is, seven-time Super Bowl champion, arguably the best quarterback ever or best football player to ever play. Um, and right now he's living off his hard work. All he has to do now is continue to keep up his incredible brand reputation and just take deals and partner with companies, organizations that he wants to. And that's what he's doing here with Delta. He's teaming up with Delta as a strategic advisor and brand advocate, a sponsor, getting paid, maybe equity, but also cash to be a sponsor for Delta Airlines, uh, which is interesting. I don't see, do you see many airlines team up with someone like in this capacity? Like airlines are pretty stalwart. There's like what, 10 that we know of, maybe like five or six that you really, really know of. Um, and you don't really see them partnering with names like this. So huge move on his part. Um, he reported, we already knew this, that he had that 10 year $375 million deal to be a Fox sports analyst, um, which when is he going to start that? That's um, something that I'm actually curious on when he will begin that journey. Um, because as we know, football season starting, the football season starts tonight. If you listen to this on Thursday, 
the Kansas City Chiefs, Detroit Lions, first game of the year, Thursday night football. Um, and so, you know, this is really ties into some of that news. So whoa, 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 I don't I don't find this that crazy. I think it's really interesting that an airline is um partnering with someone of someone as a brand advocate because they really don't need that much brand advocating, uh, just because of you know, there's five, six airlines. Um, I thought this was an interesting headline. GDP growth may top expectations. So the Federal Reserve um, is likely to double its growth projections for the U.S. economy this year when it meets on September 19th and the 20th, according to Bloomberg. So there's indicators like consumer spending has beat expectations, pointing to expansion bigger than forecast. Um, One analyst said that it expects the Fed to raise its estimate for third quarter GDP to a rate of 1.8 or 2%. So this is interesting to me because the big thing that we were all people are all waiting for is like when are we going to actually have some sort of recession? Recession in the technical sense being two straight quarters of negative GDP or a lack of growth. Um, and so, gross domestic product is obviously looking at the total production in our economy from consumers, businesses to exports, imports, um, and, and bottling all that up and seeing how much production we've created and we've usually want to see some smaller growth, what I call it one between one to three percent. And and now they're saying, you know, we we were pretty much bearish on the growth for the coming quarters because of what's been happening in the economy and inflation. But now they're saying that they may double its growth protect projection. There must be seen something underlying, maybe with consumers that's showing that, hey, we're gonna have a stronger um, than we expected growth, uh, which is quite interesting. So we'll have to see if that actually happens. I'm curious to see what, uh, if it actually does go forth, because that would be kind of a surprise, kind of a change of events. But we still may see in the third and fourth quarter, uh, in the fourth quarter of, of, excuse me, of 2023, in the first quarter of 2024, that slowdown that we anticipated. So I have to watch it. Keep it up with the housing market. Mortgage demand hits a 27-year low. Applications for mortgages reached a 27-year low because interest rates are continuing to crush demand, um, even as the average interest rate on a 30-year contract fell slightly last week from 7.31% to 7.2%. Potential home buyers are still holding back. So, of course, we know it's not just the interest rate. It's it's the housing prices um, that have to pull back slightly for some buyers. Uh, but over, overall applications are down 2% for the week and 28% from a year ago, according to a new report by the MBA Mortgage Bankers Association. Um, lack of inventory, inflating prices, some say. But this is something we're watching. The housing market is really the linchpin in what's going on because, of course, the housing and, and shelter home is a big part of the formula formula to look at a basket of consumer goods, right? So if you're looking at, you know, how inflation is is calculated and how we are, how the Fed is actually looking at monitoring inflation and different things of that nature, that one of the areas that comes into that formula, of course, is shelter along with um, food, medical costs, all the different things. Um, and so they do want to see, the Fed does want to see home prices slightly pull back and become, of course, more affordable or just revert back to the mean a little bit. Um, and that will be a better indication on where inflation is trending um, and how it's, if, if it's slowing down in, in a sense. Um, so that's 
a big to watch or seeing demand um, start to simmer off because, of course, 30-year mortgage now at 7.3, well, 7.21%, down from 7.31%, uh, which is still really, really high in comparison to what it was three, four years ago. So still watching that, that's going to be really, really crucial to watch. NFL is flexing its TV streaming might. So the NFL is, is, is revealing its um, inking. They've inked deals with a lot of, you know, net TV networks, NBC, D- Disney, Paramount, and Fox. Um, and they've beefed up its own streaming service, NFL Plus. They're adding paid TV channels. Um, there's a lot of people, of course, that's going to be watching um, the NFL this season, right? Like betting enthusiasts. Average fans, fans are just really at, um, rabid about their own team. Um, and so the NFL has all these different streaming deals with all these different places. And of course, they have their own streaming service, NFL Plus. I've been getting bombarded by YouTube TV to buy, was it NFL, not Red Zone, but the um, the other package. Both of them, actually, but I'm buying the other package. Um, so it, it's going to be quite interesting to see how they capitalize on this, this craze. But um, I'm sure they will do that. I saw an interesting story in regards to Airbnb. NYC is putting an Airbnb ban. So they're cracking down on short-term rentals and threatening platforms like Airbnb. So um, the Big Apple could become, it has become, now they've just put into uh, a new, uh, something new into effect that starting this week, Hosts like Airbnb hosts must register to rent their places for stays under 30 days. And to qualify, they have to live at the rental property during the stays. So in NYC, no longer can you just be out of town or whatever and rent out your place, Airbnb it. You have to be living there while the person is staying there. And you are only and you're now limited to two guests. Um, so you can't bring your whole family of five and whatever and five Airbnb in New York. You can only bring the wifey, all right? You can only bring one other person to with you um, to your short-term rental. Um, and it's this is going to be a huge, huge change. Um, and I don't like that this is really going to, one, going to crush and just really hard hamper a lot of Airbnb rentals, especially in New York City. Again, to qualify, they have to live at the rental property during stays and are limited to two guests. Up till now, lots of short-term rentals operated under the radar because the city wasn't monitoring the listings. Now that registration is necessary, and I saw somewhere, I read somewhere that there was like 30,000 short-term rentals um, available, or 30-some thousand, and and only 300 of them had registered. So where the other, you know, 38, 30 some thousand still haven't registered. So they can't rent out their place. They can't do it um, until they've registered on the platform. Um, and so last month, a New York judge dismissed an Airbnb lawsuit, arguing the new legislation is a de facto ban against its space. It certainly is almost a ban. It's all but a ban. I mean, you can only do two guests. The person has to stay there. I don't want to stay at a place where someone else is right there. Like what, what is that? Um, so Airbnb made 85 million from short-term rentals in NYC last year, city officials said. Um, Airbnb has disputed that figure. And they said that more than half of that revenue reportedly came from illegal listings. Think owners not present. Over half of hosts have multiple listings. Um, NYC officials are pretty much trying to curb a housing shortage that's driving rent prices to record levels. Um, so they're trying to 
pretty much have all these people. And what's happening is people with a lot more cash are just buying up these places. It seems like an Airbnb, Airbnb them out, which is leaving limited supply for people that actually want to rent long term places. Um, and so they're trying to ban that and try to circumvent that by doing this um, legislation that goes into effect this week. This is a really, really interesting story in the fact that this will change Airbnb's business model if it's something that's adopted by other states. Definitely going to change what's going on in, for all the renters um, or for all the hosts in, in New York City. Huge, huge legislation. That's why people have to stay on top of these legislations, especially all these short-term rental Airbnb people that are um, like, oh, we're going to do this, we're going to do that, and just rent it out and you make all this money. Not exactly. You have to really, really know what you're doing and you have to really be on top of regulation, especially in where you're operating and hosting places. So um, huge, huge news. I saw that story. This, and I think that's something that we have to keep our eye on because I'm seri- super curious if other cities will adopt that legislation. And if, yeah, because I mean, if you want to try to help supply, that's that's a way to do it. So we'll watch that. Warner Bros. Discovery shaved 300 to 500 million off its earning forecast, assuming that the production halting strike continues. Um, Dune Part 2 and other releases have been delayed. I thought that story was interesting that strike between studios, writers, actors still going on right now. It's been, what, five, six months? It's a long time. I don't know when it's going to be resolved. Doesn't look like it's going to be resolved anytime soon. Um, but we'll keep an eye out for that because um, that's, that's a huge story. It's a huge, huge story. 110K people in the U.S. signed up for the MLS season pass on Lionel Messi's first day of playing in Inter-Miami. The big bump was a win for Apple TV+, Plus, which has exclusive MLS distribution rights. So, of course, Lionel Messi is now playing in Miami, left the Paris League, playing in Miami. Huge, huge news. He's a huge star. Arguably one of the, the biggest. It's him and Ronaldo. They're both the biggest stars in soccer. And now he plays in the MLS. Who would have thought that would happen like 10, 15 years ago when the, infancy, when the MLS was in infancy? Now he's playing in the MLS. Um, wouldn't have guessed it. Wouldn't have guessed it. There's a bit more this week. Um, I saw this interesting story. Um, Beyonce's fueling a small business boom. So we know the heavyweights are out on tour. You got Taylor Swift, Beyonce, Drake. Biggest artist in the world, touring the summer, making tens of millions of dollars. Um, but Beyonce is doing more than just that. She is spurring um, a, a, a small business boom. And I'm assuming, I haven't read fully the article, but I'm assuming it's because um, the folks that are seeing things from the uh, seeing things from her, her concerts or tours um, are selling things online and she's helping spur them. Um, through they're seeing what she's wearing and that she's helping spur their business by people posting some of the stuff in a more probably I'm assuming um, more affordable fashion of what she's wearing on Etsy in different places um, and it's helping these young people these Etsy and these different small business sellers make money um, so you got to give it up to the queen for doing that that's pretty that's pretty impressive really really impressive um, we know that she is potentially the biggest artist in the world. Um, yeah, so let's move on to our question of the week. We did a theme, which is looking at insurance. Um, and I wanted to look at a couple insurance questions, see if you can get them. 
And I'm going to guess myself. The first one being, what percent of American adults are carrying medical debt? So what percent of American adults are carrying medical debt? I think this one's going to be smaller. We have, I mean, I know people complain and, and rightfully so about some of the health insurance stuff we have here, the medical um, costs, but I think most people take that seriously and try to live healthy lives, but I'm going to guess it's like less than 20%, um, but let's see what we got. Four in 10 adults currently have debt due to medical or dental bills. Interesting. Medical or dental bills that are passed due that they are unable to pay, 24%. Medical or dental bills that they are paying off over time, twenty one percent. Wow. So okay, so med- so this is all the criteria that they could have checked. Debt they owe to a bank collection agency, medical or dental bills. Okay, forty one percent. That's a lot higher than I expected. A lot higher than I expected. Um, I think people with health insurance are probably less likely. Uh, one of the follow up questions was, do you think people with health insurance are more or less likely to have medical debt? Definitely less likely. Uh, I think this is unfortunate, but it's probably hitting people without medical insurance the most. Um, so, so that's 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 kind of what I think of it. What what? Um, so so yeah, that's an interesting question. I like that question. And again, I was wrong on my guess. How much does a speeding ticket increase the annual cost of car insurance? I've always wondered this. This is something that. Everyone that's driven, I didn't have, I've had to drive in like four or five years, maybe more, maybe six or seven, like haven't had to like have a car. Love that for me. Um, How much does a speeding ticket increase the annual cost of car insurance? What is it like 60, 70, 80 annual cost? That's monthly. So uh, 500 bucks, I would say maybe five, 600 bucks, maybe less. Um, Annual costs uh, of car insurance cost impact by speeding ticket. Okay, for speeding, okay, 293. Um, if it's between six and 10 miles per hour over, if it's between 11 and 15 miles over 308, if it's between 16 and 20 miles an hour over 342, 21, 25 miles an hour, 381. And if you're speeding the schools, I which you should never do 308. So I was roughly right. What did I say? Five and $600. I was a little bit higher on that. Um, and I guess I would actually be curious on how it affects per age. We know that insurance companies hate young drivers. <laughs> it's rightfully so. You're more reckless when you're young. And um, I'm curious to how to see how it moves per age because that plays into effect, I think, a little bit in the minds of the insurance companies. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's all we have this week. Personal update. We did start. I started and commissioner of a new fantasy football league with myself, some friends, acquaintances, some good people. A-team league kicking off today. I surmise I face off against my brother week one. I surmise that I potentially win this week. I, I either win the league or I'm runner-up is my guess. I don't think the other fellas in the league just really don't have it. Um, the league is called The League. I named it. <laughs> so um, we'll see how that goes. We're going to have fun with it. Um, let me know what your leagues are, what you're planning to do this fall. It's football season. It's a good time to gear up and remember the things that you think are important. So again, thank you for joining us and we will see you next week.